Hey, Brian, my name is Kyle Stanley. I don't expect you to know who I am, uh, but I don't know how to get a letter to you. So I figured the best way to do that was go ahead and read it out loud on a YouTube video on my page, The Fearless Investor, where I'm helping so many people to build their Airbnb business. And I saw you recently on the Diary of a CEO podcast. I thought you knocked it out of the park. I thought you did a great job. Uh, but it showed me that you were willing to connect a little bit more with people beyond the uh, employees within your own four walls. And for that reason, I, I think you know this message that I want to share with you um, is one that is a very similar issue that a lot of hosts are seeing. And uh, I figured this was the best place to go ahead and share that. So I'm going to go ahead and read this letter for you. Mr. Chesky, first of all, I want to thank you for the opportunity you have given me and millions of hosts across the country. Without Airbnb, I would not have been able to pay off my mortgage on my first home. At the time, I was a struggling entrepreneur, and when I bought my first home, I had an oh shit moment after the first mortgage payment came due. I realized I was going to need another roommate to help with the payment, but then a friend told me about Airbnb, and the rest is history. That was back in 2015. From 2015 to 2018, I only hosted guests as a room out of my house. I met the most amazing people from all walks of life, and some of them I even stayed in contact with. Airbnb not only gave me an opportunity to make more money, it introduced me to hundreds of people I would have never met. For context, in 2019, I turned my Airbnb hobby into a business. Today, I now manage close to 50 properties, and at my peak, we exceeded 70 properties. I could not have done this without an amazing team, which this was another unexpected benefit to Airbnb. I was able to employ a team and make a positive financial impact on our employees. But all of this experience also opened me up to another opportunity that I never saw possible, coaching. I have helped over 500 students start their short-term rental journey. And even more so, I have one of the largest Facebook communities for short-term rental hosts, STR Masterminds, which is home to over 150,000 Airbnb hosts. During that time, I have seen countless people praise Airbnb and countless people, sometimes the same group, bashing Airbnb. Until recently, I stayed positive about Airbnb, but due to recent events, both inside and outside of my business, I've decided I can no longer go to bat for you unless real action is taken. There are five major issues that you need to know about. I could probably list off another 20 issues beyond that, but I'm going to stick to the major ones for now. If I get the honor to meet with you and your team, I'll be happy to bring up the other less pressing issues. Now, before I state my case, I must tell you my intent is not to tear down what you've created. That's why I started out by thanking you. My goal is simply to share some real issues with you in hopes that you, Airbnb, myself, and thousands of other hosts can all work together to be one true team. With that being said, here are some of my major concerns. Problem one, customer service. First and foremost, your customer service team flat out sucks. Now, I need you to understand where I'm coming from on this. Understand this. When I first started coaching Airbnb students, I raved about Airbnb's customer service. I told students all the time that if they had any issues at all, Airbnb would go to bat for them and make things right. And this was absolutely the truth. But due to hundreds of my own negative experiences since the middle of 2020, I can no longer speak these positive words. I've had guests who have broken the law and your team gives them a full refund. I've had guests that extort us and get away with it. I have video evidence of guests walking out of our houses with hundreds of dollars of consumables, including towels and silverware, literally hanging out of their pockets, and your team won't reimburse us through air cover. 
And don't get me started on the stories I've heard from other hosts who have relied on air cover to be the insurance that you promise it is and get let down. This has become a tired complaint for everyone who uses Airbnb. For this reason, so many hosts are moving their listings over to VRBO, Furnish Finder, PadSplit, and even their own direct booking websites. Problem number two, losing loyal users. This leads me to my next point, and I hope you are truly listening to this for your own best interest. Influential hosts in this industry are teaching people how to make sure they don't rely on Airbnb for success in their business. You guessed it, I'm talking about direct bookings. You have people screaming on mountaintops online, at conferences, on podcasts and YouTube channels. I'm sure you know about this, but Brian, are you actually concerned? A rumor came up in a conversation the other day and someone who knows some higher ups at Airbnb said that you were aware of this and just kind of scoffed at it as if you weren't really going to get impacted by this. I get it. Airbnb is the juggernaut of the industry. A hundred billion dollar company is a huge accomplishment. But if you really are scoffing at the competition, might I remind you, Blockbuster scoffed at Netflix. Mortgage lenders in 2007 scoffed at the thought of a real estate crash. People in the 90s thought the internet was going to be a fad. I'm going to say this. I hope you hear it. Short-term rentals have been around since before the 1950s, but Airbnb only became a thing in 2008. Airbnb might be the leader of this industry now, but if you don't start listening to the people who drive this business, the hosts, you will see hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of hosts exit Airbnb. Just the other day, I met a short-term rental host in Maui. He's been operating 25 plus units since 2003. And here in 2023, this gentleman will do over $3 million in revenue for his 26 one-bedroom units. When I asked him if he's using Airbnb, he said, no, I only use VRBO and word of mouth for my direct bookings. Airbnb seems sketchy to me. I hear too many horror stories on that site. Now, you might be thinking that this is just an old timer and he is stuck in his ways, but here's another story. I recently saw a video of an incredibly well-respected YouTuber in this space. The title of the video was, We Are Quitting Airbnb. He went on to share that he's using multiple other platforms, building up his direct booking website and building relationships with insurance companies. This is the same man that I've seen stand up at conferences and praise what Airbnb has done for him and his family. This man with one video reaches thousands of eager to learn hosts. Unfortunately, it seems that the culture of your company has also become deaf to these issues as well. I spoke to an employee of yours recently and they said, I don't see why anyone would want to book on anything except Airbnb. By not having air cover, you're completely at risk. I had to inform this employee who said they have one listing that air cover to those who don't work at Airbnb is merely a flip of a coin. And like most insurance companies, it tries to look for ways not to pay you out. Unfortunately, this employee brushed off this notion. Problem three, many hosts suck. Next, I have heard you say before that Airbnb is to be the place that guests can go and book with the best hosts in the world. Unfortunately, I have read way too many guest nightmares, thus driving them back onto other sites or to other hotels. One example I recently heard, a guest showed up with five other friends to a home in London around 7 p.m. at night. After unpacking all of their things, the host called to inform them that the owner of the home was making a last-minute trip to town and would need to use the home. The host asked the guest to leave. The guest called Airbnb and customer service 
astoundingly sided with the host and told the guests that they had to leave at night. How can you ever expect guests like this to book on Airbnb again? Let me quote Jerry Seinfeld when I say, you can't just take the reservations, you also have to hold the reservation. Problem four and five, review and claims policy processes. Here's another concern, and I promise I will get my solutions out in a minute. Each of the last two releases here in the summer of 2023 and winter of 2023 have promised an easier review removal process and an easier claims process. I want to believe that this was actually your intent. However, I can tell you this is not what is happening. At times this year, we've had thousands of dollars that are outstanding in claims balances with no decision or timelines in clear sight. And I know I'm not the only one dealing with this. Because of this, we have had to bring in third-party companies like Wavo or Safely to protect our reservations. This cuts into our profits and adds a larger fee to the guests, something I know you're trying to eliminate. It was promised that the claims process would pay out faster. Not only have we not seen that, we have seen ludicrous decisions within this process. One example that comes to mind, and I made a YouTube video about this, I invite you to watch it. This was a guest who broke the law and got a full refund, plus my calendar got blocked. Long story short, this guest booked for someone else. There's violation number one. And that guest moved their unlicensed illegal care facility into our home. On the fifth day of a 30-night stay, one of the guests stabbed the other, causing the cops to come to the home. Customer service decided the guest should leave. I agreed but also decided the guests should get a full refund for their entire stay. Brian, in what world do we reward criminal activity? Uh, now, fortunately, I was able to get a market manager involved and eventually resolved this situation in my favor, but it took three weeks. Other hosts likely would not have had the resources to help in an unfortunate situation like this one. And the review process. This used to be so simple. You leave a one to five star review on your overall stay and then a one to five star review on a few different categories, including a basic sentence or two. And you use to take maybe a couple minutes to do this. Now it's a complicated process that involves multiple sub questions in each category. This has left more guests who had a good stay, good enough to be five stars, unmotivated to take the five minutes out of their day to leave a five star review. And with fewer five-star reviews coming in, more hosts are seeing their ratings go down. Now, I will say, I think overall the rating system on Airbnb is flawed. I mean, a 4.8-star listing, which on Airbnb is considered super hosts, in the hotel world would be like the Plaza Hotel in New York. But given that everyone is used to 4.8 stars being the baseline for excellence in Airbnb, I don't think that's what should change now. But if 4.8 stars is to remain the standard, then you must give guests an easier path to leave a review. So please simplify this process. I'll explain in a bit how I believe it can be simplified. Also, the review policy is the review policy. There should be nothing in there that is left up for interpretation. However, your customer service staff has challenged that line of thinking again and again. Let me explain. In the past, if a guest left a review that was not relevant, for example, the neighbor's house across the street was boarded up and looked scary. Then that was obviously not relevant information because we as hosts have no control over our neighbors. And in the past, this would be an easy removal. Now, 
This is no longer the case. Guests have continually complained about things that are outside of the host's control or have flat out not shown up for a stay, and those review removal requests are continually getting pushed back from customer service. Now, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but this has gotten better since the summer 2023 release, which stated that we were going to make the review removal process smoother. Well, Brian, it hasn't. Again, I don't know if this is a marketing ploy or just a disconnect with your staff, but I can assure you that the review removal process has not gotten any easier. Here is actually an example of a review that one of my students, a brand new host, was told could not be removed. Here it is. The public review said, the place was amazing at first and uh, and I'll, uh, stay, you know, there, there's a gram grammatical error. Uh, stay was really good, to be honest, until we checked out late. A few days later, I was at home when I received a message from a friend saying that the host had posted photos of my brother and his friend walking inside the apartment with a post attached suggesting that there was drug use, child abuse, and other sorts of bizarre and untrue claims, which are totally untrue, I may add. Be careful of this host as they have uh, heating cameras. I'm guessing you meant hidden cameras in the apartments. Obviously, they like to watch people and make stories up about them and post them. For checking out late, we offered to compensate them for the late checkout and they declined. Wow. So not only is this a serious accusation, but whether it is true or not, action must be taken. An investigation must be pursued. And depending on who is telling the truth, the false accuser in this situation must be removed immediately from Airbnb. That should be a zero tolerance policy. Instead, your customer service team merely said that it doesn't violate the review policy and it cannot be removed. A pathetic response that only lends to more bad guests or bad hosts taking advantage of this flawed process. Side note, I'm not siding with either one. Again, if the host did this, the host should be removed. If the guest was lying about this, the guest should be removed. Back to the letter. And believe me, if you allow more of these types of situations to be brushed under the rug, there will be more lawsuits. There will be more negative news articles. And there will be a reason for great hosts and great guests to book elsewhere. Okay, I've spoken my mind with many of the pressing issues. Now I would like to present solutions. Solution number one, customer service. Let's start with customer service, and I can understand that customer service is a very difficult department to manage, especially given the millions of hosts and guests that are needing assistance on a daily basis. However, the ongoing joke with Airbnb customer service is that if you don't get the answer you want, call back until you get someone on the line who gives you the answer you want. This issue shows a glaring hole in your training and company rulebook. The answer is simple, better training, better resources. The implementation of this is a little bit more complex. I notice you typically hire out your customer service reps to virtual assistants in the Philippines. This is obviously a very common practice for most customer service teams, especially in this industry. In fact, I have a few wonderful virtual assistants from the Philippines as well. However, when this job is outsourced and the team is not located within the four walls of Airbnb's headquarters, this means that accountability, training, and checks and balances have to be airtight. My fear is that the majority of your customer service team members are not going through a rigorous enough training process, and then they're just kind of thrown into the field with loose checks and balances. This makes for a very difficult experience for your customers. And again, this is just my theory. I could be wrong. 
I would recommend a rigorous training process. This training process should start with 50 plus hours of at-home study. This at-home study will be a workbook based around your company rule book. The company rule book should have systems, processes, templates, scripts, resources, values, department roles, and more all laid out very clearly. It should be so detailed that when a customer service rep gets a question as small as why can't my credit card or why was my credit card charged the full amount for the stay, they have a copy-paste response to this question and takes all the guesswork out of it. That's how detailed this company rule book needs to be. Maybe you already have this. I hope you do. And if you do, then turn it into a workbook with a quiz after each section to test the knowledge of the rep before they ever start working with you. Now, once they've done this 50 plus hours of at-home study, put them into the field as a fly on the wall. They should be hearing the conversations from your best reps. This should be not via recordings. This should be an apprenticeship experienced right there in person for new reps. This apprenticeship should last three business days or 24 work hours. And after that, the rep will be put into mock calls to test their readiness. These mock calls will be broken up into three days and three phases. Phase one is the evaluation phase. Day one, the rep will take one hour of mock calls with the supervision from a team lead. That team lead will then critique those calls with the rep. The rep will then do another hour of calls followed by another hour of critique. This will go on for a full eight-hour day, four hours of mock calls in total, four hours of critique in total. Phase two will be a continuation of the evaluation phase. It will be four straight hours of mock calls to graduate them into a steady stream of call time. This will still be overseen by a team lead and critiqued afterward for as long as it takes. And then phase three, also known as day three, will be the sink or swim phase. The rep will be put into live calls, not mock calls. This will be evaluated by a team lead and the rep will be graded on a scale of one to 100 in a number of different categories like critical thinking, accuracy, timeliness, etc. If they score a 90 or above in all categories, they've passed and they can start the following workday as an Airbnb customer service rep. If they do not, then they will be given another evaluation with recommendations on how to improve, and they will be given a fourth day to repeat phase three. If they do not pass again, sorry, they're just not a good fit for the customer service team. This is incredibly extensive and will surely cost you more money and resources, but I'm telling you, if you fix the customer service issue, you're going to fix 90% of the problem. Solution number two, attracting more users. You need to give hosts a glaring reason to book with you. Solve more problems than just marketing. Give hosts and guests a reason to come back to Airbnb to book rather than another OTA or direct booking website. Here's a few recommendations on how you might do this. Number one, frequent B&Bers. Like frequent flyer miles, you should have a repeat customer program for both your guests and your hosts. Maybe something like stay in an Airbnb 10 times, get one night free. Stay in an Airbnb 100 times, we'll pay you if for a three-night stay at a unique stay property of your choice, etc. And for hosts, based on the amount of revenue they do on their profile, there should be badges and bonuses. 100K, 500K, a million dollars in one-year milestone badges. And if they exceed a million dollars in revenue, you waive their 3% tax reservation for the rest of that calendar year. That's one recommendation. Number two, follow 
through on AirCover. AirCover to hosts who have hosted long enough, they all know that it's smoke and mirrors. We know that it's a flip of a coin, whether we will get reimbursed. This is why we have added on third-party damage deposit companies to help pay for damages that AirCover refuses to pay out. If you turned AirCover into the exact product that you promoted as, many hosts would not actively try to book on other platforms. Number three, Airbnb hosted events. Community creates loyalty like no other. If you hosted regular events like awards, trainings, meet and greets, etc., I believe the loyalty this would create would have a ripple effect on the quality and the number of hosts and guests across the nation. Hosts and guests would rave about Airbnb and the positive reputation of how Airbnb treats its community would far outweigh the negative. These are all expensive, I know, but I see them as an investment and that should create more revenue than it costs. Solution number three, training better hosts. Now my next solution is probably one that not everyone is going to like, but I'm sorry, we have a black eye on this industry because the entry fee is low. Guys, lawyers go to law school, doctors go to medical school. Now short-term rental hosts should not have to go to school, but I do believe some basic training has to be implemented. Heck, even Uber drivers have a basic level of training, or at least they did when I became one back in 2015 for a few months. My thought of this is some sort of training that's in the middle of getting your insurance license, 40 plus hours in a test, and maybe an Uber driver, which is less than a few hours. To start, there should be mandatory online classes followed by an online course that proves you have the knowledge, skills, and intuition to be a good host. Something that takes in the neighborhood of 8 to 10 hours seems like a good fit. This will attract the great hosts and repel the hosts who only care about making a few extra bucks. I know that this won't be popular with everyone, but it's the standard that has to be set if you want to change the way the industry is talking about your hosts. And let's be honest, hospitality doesn't come naturally to most people, including myself. When you get that first four-star rating or lower, most hosts want to reach across their phone and virtually punch that guest in the face. This characteristic doesn't really translate well to hospitality. Sorry, just being honest. So those people who don't have that hospitality bone need to learn how to develop it. They need a certain set of guiding principles to follow. That's been a huge missing piece for such a large company. Now, you might have those guiding principles for your employees, but those have not made it over to the hosts. A few recommendations on some guiding principles that I might go for. Put yourself in the guest's shoes. Reason over emotion. Guest comfort is the priority 24-7, 365. Happy guests is your best marketing plan. Solution number four and five, review and claims process. Finally, let's fix the claims and reviews process, aka air cover. This is a simple solution. If a guest or a host proves theft, damage, or any other ill intent that calls for compensation, then pay them. If this is intimidating, then don't make the promise of air cover. You can instead replace this with a travel insurance plan through a third-party company and make it mandatory that each guest signs up for it. This takes the responsibility off of you and air cover and it puts it onto the guests and the host with the third-party insurance company. The key to this option is finding a good insurance solution. Now, I don't know the first thing about that, but I do know that VRBO offers this to their guests through something called Generali, I believe. I think it's worth it for you to look down this path. 
Another option is to promise reimbursement up to a certain amount, potentially three to 5,000 per stay, almost like a damage deposit. And then educate your hosts on how to add great short-term rental insurance to their homeowner's policy. And this also creates a great opportunity for you to earn an affiliate commission with an insurance provider. This would also be a nice first step to fixing the claims process. I understand that air cover is a nice, sexy marketing tool, but it could turn into a major lawsuit for you someday if there's a big enough claim from an investor with big pockets if it hasn't happened already. And lastly, let's solve that review process. This is simple. Go back to what you were doing before 2023. Make reviews easier to leave for guests. Reduce this to a two to three minute process rather than five plus minutes. And number two, honor the review policy if something isn't relevant or is a flat out lie. The review should be removed. It's as simple as that. This is how it was handled pre-2023 and it was great. It wasn't broken. So please unfix it. Brian, I hope this message comes across in the exact manner that I meant it to make you aware of the problems so that we can work together to fix them. Uh, the mark of a successful business is really not the valuation of that business. It's not the worldwide recognition. Those are the things that are great for a starting point, but in order to sustain the success, you have to work directly with your customers and have open conversations with the goal to help everyone win. Let's win together, Brian, for a very long time. Signed, a very devoted Airbnb host, Kyle Stanley.